he's not even in school yet. And I even shared with them that when he goes to school, I am going to make sure if it even means that I have to take him out one day a week to bring him to Little Kitchen Academy, I'm going to do that. Like he goes every Thursday and I might have that agreement with school because what he learns in three hours once a week, I don't even think that somebody will learn that in a whole month in another environment. I just think it's incredible what skills he comes back with. It's exactly what I want as a mom for my child. A good kitchen produces good food, but a great kitchen brings people together. Welcome to Meet Me in the Kitchen, a podcast inspired by Little Kitchen Academy and supported by Birkenstock, exploring the key ingredients to a meaningful life and how they are changing lives from scratch. Here's my dad and your host, Scott Rintoul. You know that feeling you get when you discover something that just seems to fit you perfectly? I'm not talking about clothing, although those discoveries are nice too. We all love a nice fit. But what I'm actually referring to here is something bigger than that. A movement or a community that just resonates with you on every level. From the moment you discover it, you immediately feel like you belong. You want to pour your energy into it, and you also receive energy from it. Lana Chenfrini certainly understands what that's like, and she was more than happy to meet me in the kitchen to share her stories. Professionally, Lana is the Fund Development and Community Liaison Coordinator at Meta Center in Greater Toronto, where she pours her passion into creating opportunities for people with exceptionalities. On a personal level, Lana has found a community at Little Kitchen Academy that has resonated with who she is as a person and a mother, and she holds nothing back when she expresses how she feels about it. In fact, it's such an outpouring of love that it felt like the perfect podcast to release on February 14th. So without further ado, please enjoy Lana's love letter to LKA as our Valentine's gift to you. I want to begin with your place of employment because I don't have a great grasp on this and I'm guessing a lot of our listeners don't either. What is MetaCenter? So Meta Center, we've been around for 38 years and we support children, youth, adults, and seniors, all with developmental disabilities, dual diagnosis, mental health. And I've been there for 17 years supporting in different capacities. So I started working with the programs, with the children in a weekend and evening type program. So that's called respite services. And then we have day supports. So adults who are 21 years and above, they don't go in the regular school system anymore. So they come to a place like Meta Center and kind of continue on their learning growth education. And then we have actually, I think we have about 30 group homes where it's group residences where, you know, our individuals will live in there. It's basically their families and they're supported 24-7. And I mean, it's the best place ever. I feel the work we do is incredible. I'm honestly honored to be there. Like I love working there and I love the different people I meet. And it's actually because of Meta that I 
got linked with Little Kitchen Academy because at one of our events, I currently now don't work with the children, youth and adults. I am the fundraising developer. I do the events. I focus with the Meta Foundation, which kind of brings in money to help us, you know, do the stuff that we do. And I was at an event with the mayor of our city. And that's where Little Kitchen Academy was there handing out some information about what they do. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like it it was literally fate because I am obsessed with my work and I'm obsessed with Little Kitchen Academy and I met them and it's cool because the worlds collided in that moment and it's why we're here today. So super cool. I want to come back to Little Kitchen Academy in just one second. You gave me the origin story of how you got introduced to it, but I want to ask you about Meta Center because 17 years is a long time to be with a place of employment and you probably have evolved along with Meta Center but I want to know the origin of that. Is this something you studied for? How did you first become involved with Meta Center? Oh my God, this story is so crazy. So I actually did my undergrad in science. I did my master's in medicine and I started doing one year of my PhD in neuro-oncology. So I worked with a neuro-oncologist, a brain surgeon in Toronto, and I was a, a student and not really know where I was going to go with that, but It was from the research side. And my dad, through his work, would always support Meta. So they would go to their fundraising events and they would go to, you know, the different things that they had through business. So one year, my mom couldn't go to their gala and my dad asked me to go. And I went and we went to this gala and I was like, oh, my God. And the clients, they go up, they do a nice performance. And it was so beautiful. That was early on. So while I was still in school... This was the science undergrad. That's when I went to this gala. I always was like, oh my God, I need to work here. Even though I'm working towards something else in my schooling, I need to be a part of this organization. They make the biggest difference in our world, in our community. And I mean, everyone's touched by someone with a disability or, you know, you don't even have to have someone in your family, but you just see the difference that they make. And so I went to this gala. I was like, I need to work there. And I started working one day a week with the children on the weekends, on Saturdays. And so I continued that. Then eventually I became a manager, a supervisor of those respite services that I I mentioned earlier. So then fast forward, however many years, I started my PhD and I was still working at Meta. I couldn't give up my Saturday program that I worked at. I just loved it so much. And so I was working and then, you know, there was this turn of events where they wanted to expand their respite services. And I have like a zillion ideas in my head. And I was like, oh my God, you want to expand respite? Okay, why don't you do a weekend program on Sundays? And why don't you do a once a week out in the community at the bowling alley? And I want you special events like, you know, TIFF. TIFF in Toronto is like the Toronto International Film Festival. Huge. And I'm like, why can't our guys go to TIFF and take a limo and go downtown? Like, let's plan that. I want to do that. And they're like, okay, so you want to do all these things while you're in school. Would you be willing to consider working here full-time? We want to make this position a full-time position, you know, with all the things, very great position. And it was at that moment, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you have to follow your heart. And I did, and I'm still here today. My PhD is on hold and I don't even know if it's on hold because I feel like this is where I need to be. I grew the respite program so big. We almost served, oh my God, sometimes in the summer, like 150 kids just in two months and in the evenings. And we ended up doing 
three evening programs and these special events that were taking place in our city. And they were so cool. And then I was going on maternity leave and they're like, listen, again, they approached me and said, hey, we want somebody in-house who knows this organization to run with the fundraising. And I was always a part of everything at Meta. And then I was like, oh my God, I think it's time because the respite position made me work weekends, evenings, which was going to be difficult when I had my child, right? It's like they almost made this role for me. And they said, we want a fund development and community liaison coordinator. And would you be interested in that? And I was like, yeah. And here I am three years later and had no idea COVID was going to happen. And I was able to continue to run our fundraising events virtually in a world where we needed things to be virtually. We were the most successful with the most community support during those years. And I feel like that's where I started and here where I am today. And it was like the perfect unraveling of, you know, the red carpet for me there. I'm so grateful to them for all the opportunity. It's obviously a very compelling opportunity and something must have touched you in your heart emotionally to make you say, I'm willing to go down this path, like you said, to follow your heart. Was it a particular event with a person? Was it a difference you saw you were making? What gave you value to say, this is where I need to be? You know what? It's every day you get something of value being at Meta and being in this community. Like every day is different. Every day it's hard, especially working like, you know, with the children and, you know, you see their struggles and you see the families and they're struggling and it's so hard. And there's so many moments that I can't even just pick one. I've had parents who have been like, thank you so much for doing this program today on a Sunday because I was able to take my other child to the movies, something that we can never do. Like you're making the biggest difference in my world. And I'm like, hold on, me just planning this like six hour program is making the biggest difference to the point that they're like thanking me about it, you know? And that part makes you feel amazing. The connection too with the people that we support, that's something that like nobody could ever take away from me. Conversations I've had. Okay, so one thing that's really remarkable is we have this thing at our events where it's called the dreams table. So I thought, okay, you know, like Make-A-Wish Foundation type of a thing. But obviously, you know, our guys, they're living with a disability. They're not near any sort of, you know, end of life. But we thought, how nice is it as someone attending a fundraising event to actually support let's say Scott. Scott wants a Wonderland Seasons Pass. It shouldn't have to come from his pocket. Let's see if people would be interested in buying and purchasing like something specifically for individuals. So, you know, Lana's going to get a day at the spa. Scott's going to get a gift certificate to go shopping at the mall. And so we kind of unraveled this table that we have at all of our events. And it's the most successful thing. We call it the dreams table. What dreams are we going to support at this event? And We had our gala. So our gala was in October. And then we had like a Christmas party for the people that we support in December. And one of the ladies we support came up to me and was like, Lana, do you realize that your dreams table allowed me to go see Shania Twain and Beyonce? And I was like, what? I'm like, I obviously knew that like those dreams were on the table. And I'm like, that's incredible. She's like, if it wasn't for you coming up with this idea, you know, and people making it happen, I would have never been able to see them. It's like I'm changing their world. 
you know, from the parents, like helping out the families, helping out the individuals we support, helping myself, because I feel like it's such a gratifying thing to do. It's all those moments combined that make me feel like, wow, you know, we're making a difference here. It's so obvious to see how much passion you have for MetaCenter, for the people and the families that you are advocating for and working with as well. You said earlier in our conversation that you have an equal passion for Little Kitchen Academy. What is it about Little Kitchen Academy that stirs this passion within you? So before I became a mom, I was so particular with just things, everything that I do. It's like too much a bit sometimes. But then I became a mom and I'm like, next level particular about what I want my son to experience, what I want him to do, what I want him to see. So if I can just say that when I was at that event, you know, somebody came up to me with a card about Little Kitchen Academy and I was thinking, hold on a second. This starts at three and it was February and my son Weston turned three in March. And they're like, yep. And I said, what do you have like 50 chefs in there to like maneuver all these three-year-olds? And they're like, no, they are so enamored with the fact that they're wearing a chef coat and the professionalism of the whole thing. And they just are disciplined in there and it's amazing. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know because, you know, three is a little bit of a crazy age. I'll try it out. And from the first, not even the first day, because the introductory video that they send like for us to see and to show our child before they start. It's so spot on, so amazing. And it caught my attention right there. First of all, the professionalism, the way that everything is done is just incredible. So like for me, who's so particular right away, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is going to be good. Then they go in and I see how the instructors, we call them chefs. Weston only wants everyone to be called chef. All the names are just chef, Julia, chef, Francesca, only that. So all the chefs greet the children at the door on their level. It's like right away, you're blown away by the professionalism. And then the space is so incredible. And then my kid comes home for the first day and is like, mom, I used a stovetop. At home, I'm not allowed to use a stovetop. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. He used a stovetop. You're three. Okay. And he tells me, but I use chef position so that when I'm being instructed what to do, I'm paying attention because I'm in chef position. And so that was like the first day. And I'm thinking, look at what he's learning. And it was then and there, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And, you know, it's almost been a year that he's there and every class I'm blown away by something. That's a fantastic introduction for both him and for you. That's an excellent story. As the mother of a three-year-old, putting your son Weston into an environment where you're not going to be present and you've never been in before. Did you have any trepidation? No, you know, it's weird. I didn't. I right away was comfortable. I was so comfortable right away. And I think about it now. It's like, why was I so comfortable? Maybe it was intro video. I don't know. But it was just, I was so comfortable. I didn't even think twice about it. I think 10 times about everything, but just everything combined made me feel that this place is going to be amazing and it's going to be good and I have nothing to worry about. It's going to be great. What changes have you seen in your son over the course of the last year by virtue of him attending classes at Little Kitchen Academy? So many. Oh my goodness. He is so interested in the kitchen. Okay. I said one of the worst things about Little Kitchen Academy is that he wants to do everything because he already does. Oh, a grater. I already use a grater. Do you have a salad spinner? Okay, we do. Okay, yep. Okay. He wants to do everything. 
I know how to cut. I know how to do the proper skills so that I don't hurt my finger. And his vocabulary, he picks up on so much and his vocabulary has increased. That's for sure. His interest in, you know, cooking and being a part of the kitchen. But more than that, it's like this discipline that naturally comes from being in an environment where stuff is just going right. Like you have proper staff, you have a proper kitchen, like a step-by-step way to follow ingredients. It's like he's not being disciplined. He just is getting this discipline because he wants to be proper in this environment, you know, in the Little Kitchen Academy environment. And yet at the same time, it's an environment that provides the freedom to allow children to experiment with different herbs or different tastes and make whatever that recipe is their own, which I know children and I imagine Weston's the same, just love. Oh my God. Okay. So one day the recipe was, you know, some days it's gingerbread cookies. Some days it's spinach and curry over a bed of rice with sweet potato. And you're like, my kid is never, ever going to touch that. And I get there. Okay. At the end of the day and I pick him up and he's sitting there and he's eating it. And I'm like, how was it? Good mom. This was made with onion and it was made with curry. And he's telling me all the ingredients. And I said, did you like it? Yep. I go, okay. It's because they've built this, like they created this, they cooked it. And that's what's so amazing too, is I wouldn't say my kid is necessarily a picky eater, but I mean, these are things that he's trying things there that I don't even have in my kitchen because I've never bought them. And I just, it's for no reason. It's like, so they're being exposed to such different ingredients and recipes. And it's the reason why their little brains are expanding and their taste buds and everything. It's another amazing reason about Little Kitchen Academy, why I'm obsessed. (laughs) Well, it's such a benefit as a parent to go through an experience like that. And I have two children of my own. They've attended classes and I've had the same experience where I think as a parent, because your first mission is to protect your child, you're always looking for things. And as safe as the Little Kitchen environment is, they're looking to allow children to experiment. They're giving them that freedom and the children take advantage of that in a way that maybe doesn't occur at home. But from what you're saying, it then transforms into their home environment. Yes, it does. Like it does transform. And as much as I want to broaden his everything, I don't even think about some of the things that they do there. And I think, oh my God, why don't I let him do that? Like he can do that. And he's been there almost a year. So he's like, he's like a veteran. Okay. He feels like a veteran. He's he's not even four, but he'll say, I taught the other kids older than me how to preheat the oven. And I'm like, oh my God, good for you. Like it gives him this confidence and it's exactly what I want as a mom for my child. He's not even in school yet. And I even shared with them that when he goes to school, I am going to make sure if it even means that I have to take him out one day a week to bring him to Little Kitchen Academy, I'm going to do that. Like he goes every Thursday and I might have that agreement with school because what he learns in three hours once a week. I don't even think that somebody will learn that in a whole month in another environment. I just think it's incredible what skills he comes back with. It's always refreshing and interesting to find out what the children think as well, because we see the benefit as a parent and we describe to other parents what our children are getting out of it. But when you talk to Weston, how does he describe his time and his experience at Little Kitchen Academy? So right off the bat, he's always interested in seeing how many coats are hanging up, 
how many chef coats are here? How many kids are going to be there today? One, two, three, four, five. So over the holiday, it was part of the camp. So he's counting. Okay, there's going to be 10 chefs today. Okay, I, I think there's going to be enough room for everyone. Okay. So, you know, I have his little list here because I wanted him to know what I was doing, you know, today with you. So I think this is a good part to talk about it. So I asked him, I said, Weston, what are your most favorite things about Little Kitchen Academy? So this is what he said in his exact words. Okay. So one, I learned that I love the brown sugar, not the white sugar. And I definitely love the black sesame seeds only. So right there, he's learning that there's different sugars, like learning about ingredients. Then he said, this is his thing, that he loves to wear his favorite chef coat. Well, he said, I like to wear my favorite chef coat. Actually, mom, I love to wear my chef coat, but I don't want to wear the chef shoes because I will wear those when I'm four. I think that what sets, you know, Little Kitchen Academy apart as well is that professionalism with the coats and the shoes and all that. It's not your local grocery store cooking school. It's much more beyond. I feel like he's going to be in a Bradley Cooper movie, like, you know, where he's the the head chef and it's all white and perfect. You know, it's just people have to see it to understand. (laughs) And then, you know, he wanted to say that Chef Julia teaches him cooking, cutting, stirring and grating. And he loves all the teachers, all the chefs. So just in these three things, he's talking about how he's learning about ingredients, that he loves that you know, the chef code and the shoes and that next level that makes Little Kitchen Academy sets apart from other things. And then, you know, the staff and the techniques he's learning. And I find at the end of the day, when we come and we sit at the chef's table and they're showing us what it's all about and what they did for the day, I see him and I see that he's so proud. And that's like something that that proud feeling comes because he knows what he's done that day. And he wants to make sure that I don't eat all the thing because he wants to make sure that dad tries it too, you know, and he's just so proud. And I think that gives him this feeling. He doesn't even know what proud is, but he's going to realize one day that, whoa, you know, confidence. He does though. And that's one of the wonderful things about it. And you touched on a couple of things that stood out to me during the course of that description. A number of years ago, I took an acting class. And one of the things that the instructor said is, you know, adults put up all these barriers. If you tell a kid, go be a dinosaur, they just act like the best dinosaur they can be. Whereas an adult goes, well, what kind of dinosaur? And I'm not really sure that I can do a dinosaur. Whereas children have that open freedom of expression. And you talked about that transformation that when Weston puts that chef coat on, and when the students at LK put that chef coat on, they're not a kid anymore. They're chefs and they believe it and they're empowered. And to see that empowerment in your own child is remarkable, isn't it? You just literally summarized me going on and on in the most perfect way. He feels he is a chef. We go to dinner, we sit at the chef's table. We've taken him everywhere from like six months old, okay? And he's been to different restaurants, high end, low end, all the McDonald's, everything, you know, like he's gone everywhere. But he sees chefs cooking. He feels that that's him too. And it's just crazy. It's so cool. This feels like the perfect time to ask you the question that gets asked of everybody on this podcast. So Lana, what is the one ingredient that is always in your kitchen and why? Okay, so I'm going to let you know that I chose my ingredient that's always in my kitchen. And I wanted to ask Weston what ingredient he thinks should always be in his kitchen. 
And I picked mine far before he picked his, and we had the exact same thing. So it is sprinkles. <laughs> and so what was the reason for sprinkles? I just feel that flour and all that. Yeah, we need all that. And, you know, potatoes, we need potatoes. But sprinkles, it just makes everything more fun. And it makes us have fun with whatever we're doing. You want to have yogurt? Let's add some sprinkles in the yogurt, you know? Sprinkles in moderation, obviously. But Weston looked through our pantry and the ingredient that he said that he made sure we always had, he said, I want to always make sure sprinkles. I was like, what? That was mine. <laughs> so we're kids at heart. He's actually a kid. I'm a, I'm an adult, obviously, but an adult with a kid heart. <laughs> so sprinkles for us. Well, it's a great symbol as well, because you know what sprinkles are? They're fun. And life should always be filled with some part of fun. And it sounds to me like there's a real joy in your family kitchen as well. Yes, definitely. We always say that everything can always be cleaned up. So we make as much of a mess as possible, especially when we're eating ice cream and making, you know, dinner because he wants to help with everything. And we always have lots of fun together. It's my understanding, Lana, that you also had the opportunity to meet the founders of Little Kitchen Academy, Felicity and Brian Curran. What was that interaction like for you? Okay, this is going to be a funny one. So, you know, on a random Thursday, I wake up, I feel like wearing my husband's hoodie that is three sizes too big for me with my messy hair and all that. And I drop Weston off and then I come pick him up. So I see, you know, there's some people sitting at the table over there and I'm not sure who they are. But anyway, I come in to pick him up and Elsie lets me know that the founders of Little Kitchen Academy are here today. That's them sitting at the table. Oh, wow. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Elsie, for giving me a heads up that they will be here while I'm wearing this like three sizes too big for me sweater. So I'm beyond excited. Okay, I'm sure you've heard about this, but I felt I was meaning like a celebrity that day. Because for me, the founders of Little Kitchen Academy are celebrities. They created this amazing, incredible program. But you know, I put all my craziness aside and I was like, this is the best day of my life. I can't believe it. So we met, we talked, we got along right away. They met my other son and he was there and I didn't know what to say. I'm never at a loss for words, but I didn't know how to thank them for creating this place for my kid to go. And then we talked about my work and we talked about, you know, how can we get Little Kitchen Academy and Meta Center and the community of people with special needs, you know, they do everything else. And it's like, they clearly hit all the targets. So it's like, oh my God, how can we get Little Kitchen Academy involved with Meta? And it was like, you know, the stars aligned that day. They really did. And so has there already been a crossover between Meta and Little Kitchen Academy in your city? Yes. Yes. So first, the Meta Foundation was hosting its gala in a few weeks from the day that I met them. And right off the bat, they wanted to donate a package that could be at our live auction. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm like, I need a video and I need that video because when the live auctioneer is going on about this next prize, Little Kitchen Academy for 10 teens and a teen night, which is so cool. I want the people to see that video that I saw that blew my mind, you know, and they did. And, and it was funny because when the person won, I naturally, as director of the event, have to go up to them. And I didn't even get their name because I was like, you guys just made the best decision of your life. 
you're going to change lives right now by, by winning this item. So they were so generously donated to the auction. And then we connected about what can we do further? So we met, we had this amazing meeting with the whole team. I was like, no, no, Meta is just one very small piece of this big puzzle. So I'm connected to the networks across the GTA of all special needs organizations. And I was like, we need to come up with a one pager type of a thing or an email. And I can just get that out to all the organizations. And right away, they were like, well, we're already set up to support people and their diverse needs. And, you know, whatever comes, we're going to face it. And so that has already been sent out to our network. I'm so excited because in February, I'm going to speak to that email that was sent out. And I'm going to be able to, you know, let people know (laughs) from my words directly how incredible this is. And there's so many things we talked about that could come from this. So the ball's heavily rolling on that. And it's amazing. Well, that gives me a bit of insight into your view as a professional into what Little Kitchen Academy is as well. And one of the things I think is remarkable about that environment and the program that has been established at Little Kitchen Academy is that, yes, it translates extremely well to people who have exceptionalities and exceptional learners coming in in a group together. But What many parents don't realize, and maybe what many professionals don't realize either, is that the doors are open to people with exceptionalities for any class. It doesn't need to be a set-aside class. People with exceptionalities, people who don't have exceptionalities, they all work together in this beautiful environment. Oh, 100%. And imagine me, 17 years being in this field... And when I was first talking, I'm like, yeah, let's have like a separate class. And then like, it was literally Felicity and Brian that were like, wait, what? Like, can't we just do it all together? And I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I the one who's wanting to segregate things? Yes, of course we can. And they said, you know, for Joey or Johnny that need a little bit of extra supports, we'll give them those supports. And then, you know, one major thing about where we are at as a sector, so as a professional, not as a mom right now, but we're at this place where it's called a journey to belonging. So We want every single individual to be on their path. So maybe they don't need to be in a day program setting, you know, like for adults once they're done school. Maybe they can go work in a restaurant. And they really want to see people like as individuals more and what works for them, right? So, you know, someone might attend Little Kitchen Academy and literally grow and work in a restaurant because they can and they can just work with other chefs. So they were the ones that were like, wait, we have this already in our plan that we want to expand. And I'm kind of the link that can help the people come, you know, and you know how I feel about Little Kitchen Academy. I'm so honored as a professional to be able to share that this is something in our world that can be with our sector. It's just amazing. Well, I think there's two things you touched on there that are extremely important. One, the doors are open to anybody and it's an attitude. And I can see this obviously with what you do in your line of work, but I know this is the fact at Little Kitchen Academy, whether it's with children, people with exceptionalities, whatever it happens to be. It's the belief that you can until you show me you can't. I'm not sure that's very common in a lot of programs. I'm not sure that's very common in a lot of places, Lana. It's really not. It's really not. And you know what? It's like, that's just something that made me love Little Kitchen Academy even more. Because I said, like, at every crossroad, 
it's like you guys already are there choosing the right path to just continue moving forward and to continue being this incredible company. And, you know, they're already there. They hit the mark every time. But it's because they're open. They want to grow. They want to expand. They're open to everything. So I don't think I ever say no, ever. I think I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll figure that out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And that's their attitude without even saying it. Like, yeah, let's open it up. We have the space. We have the everything. Let's just get everyone in here. And then, you know, as people come with exceptional needs or who knows what, they're already ready to take it on and to make sure that those people can be successful. So like a three-year-old, let's make them successful in this environment. Whatever we have to do, we'll do. And that's what also sets them apart. Well, I think it's having that attitude that we're going to encourage everybody and give everybody the opportunity, the best opportunity we have at this time. And it's also being humble enough to realize that you might not have all the answers and you're willing to learn from students that come in or from families that come in that say, hey, I know you did your best to make this work for us. Here's how you could improve. I know in my time hosting this podcast, I've had families who have come on and said, we pointed out a couple of things that could be done differently. They took the feedback and they put it into practice. That really is a testament to who they are as, you know, the founders of this company. And, you know, every single person on every level that I've encountered, it's the same attitude. It's just a place that you want to be a part of for so many reasons. Like as a mom, I love it. As a professional, to know that I can share the information about Little Kitchen Academy, it makes me proud to my network of professionals. I'm proud to share that I know this company that is just going to be great. As a mom, I'm proud to know that my kid goes here, he talks about it, and people think I'm like an all-star mother for sending him there. Like, me, I just found a place. Like, it's just like they truly make you proud to go there from all angles, motherhood, professionalism, like all around. No, I understand because I feel that way and having the opportunity to speak with people like yourself and to meet the diverse and interesting network of people who we've had on this podcast so far. And I didn't think when I started doing this that I'd be talking about them opening up classes for children as young as two with caregivers now like they have. And I certainly didn't think that I would be having a conversation about them opening a seniors program, which they have recently launched as well. What was your reaction to that? Okay. I was like, wow, wow. So first of all, toddlers, yes, because my other son just turned one and I'm like, how fast can I get him in there? So now I can get him in there quicker. It's so exciting. So like, that's just amazing because I actually have a friend of mine who their son is the same age as Weston, but they might have have more hesitation leaving, you know, their son at the program. So they started with the toddler class. You know, some parents need that extra thing to comfort. Oh, yeah, this is how it is. This is the flow of the space, you know, and that's amazing. Okay, so then this one hits home to me. Some people will always say like, Lana, oh, my God, you know, you work with special needs people. Oh, my God, this this whole thing. But for me, it's just second nature. Like, these are my people, you know, but seniors for me, when people work with seniors, I'm like, oh, my God, I would cry the whole time. I'd be so happy just like helping everybody that's a senior. And I personally have this experience because my grandmother, who has cooked, you know, she's been in her kitchen all of her life. And she recently went to a retirement home. And in her retirement home, which is amazing, they have all the meals prepared and all the things and everything's done for her, right? 
But what happens to that passion for cooking that she's literally had her whole life? So it's so nice to think like, I I think I even mentioned it to Brian where I'm like, wow, you know, her retirement home, which is made up of primarily Italians, which are all, you know, heavily, you know, I'm Italian, so I could say that, but they're all in the kitchen, pasta and all the things and they want to make all the meals, right? So imagine if like once a week, the retirement home could bring these people who aren't sick, like they're not sick, they're just literally in a, a retirement home that could take care of them more. So they're not on their own and have them cook in the kitchen that they haven't had a chance to cook in because they don't need to, but I'm sure they still want to. So there's another reason where they hit the mark. You thought about everything. Like seniors, they want to be in the kitchen. They've been in the kitchen their whole lives, especially these Italian ladies. And I was so blown away. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That's so great. Well, and it's not just the cooking. They crave community. And we know that our children need social interaction, but we also need to understand that our seniors need more community opportunities together, don't we? Yes, 100%. It's a, such another just, you know, cross of the T that they did by opening up these programs. I think it's remarkable. I think it's amazing. It's exactly what, again, sets them apart from everything else. Well, just through the course of this conversation, I can see why you flourished at MetaCenter. I can see how much you love being a parent as well. What does the future hold for Lana Chanfrini in the near future, maybe in the distant future? What's on your mind? Well, you know, right now I have my little guy, Wolf, who just turned one on December 30th. So congratulations. Thank you. So things are a little bit hectic, you know, but I just continue to, you know, be passionate and find experiences for my kids. I always think like, how can I make these kids better? Like I want them to be great people and I want them to make a difference in the world. And how can I do that? And it's places like Little Kitchen Academy. My sons are going to know how to cook. Like he literally knows how to cook probably better than my dad. You know, and if my dad's going to hear this one day and he's going to totally get it, he's going to say like, even just this kid saying greater stir, like all these things, it's, it's just making him a better person. And so right now my focus is just what can I do to make these kids flourish, grow, be good people? How do I continue to be a good person? You know, my husband, I just want to be so happy with my family and work and, you know, just do all the things. (laughs) Well, I'm really glad that you feel Little Kitchen Academy is helping your children become better people. I can tell just from talking to you, children model what they see and you're doing the right things. If they just follow their mom, they're going to be just fine. Thank you so much for your time and thank you very much for everything you're doing in your community. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, sometimes I ramble, but, you know, you wrap it up and it's exactly what I mean to say. And I I really appreciate the vote of confidence, but it's places like this and, you know, meeting people that allow me to do what I do and be a good person, too. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Meet Me in the Kitchen is curated and produced by Toolkit Content. You can find more information about Little Kitchen Academy, including classes, locations, employment, and franchise opportunities at littlekitchenacademy.com. What's the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen? 